What are we doing it for? We doing it for the culture. Guess who's back in the motherfucking house with a fat dread for your motherfucking <laughs> mouth. <laughs> what it do, Kaipo? It's your host, D-Boy. Hey. And guess who we got back in the building, y'all? Yes, yes, y'all. Bex Bumbo, she's back. I'm back and I'm ready. She's back and better than ever, y'all. New year, new queer, you feel me? (laughs) (laughs) It's so good to have you back, Thank you so much. I missed you. I missed you, too. I see you in the dead hair. I see it. I see it. Oh! Whoa. Whoa. You know, that's that Santa Clara shit. That San Jose shit. She said, the dead hair. Oh, shoot. You talking about this red light special (laughs) over here? Hey. (laughs) That's after dark, though. That's after dark. It looks super lit, though. Your hair is fire right now on fire yeah it really is it's so funny i was trying to think of all the names that people were gonna say about my shit and um it was funny my niece last night she came up to me she hasn't seen me and she said uncle what's up anger you know (laughs) anger from uh uh, what's that what's that uh, pixar movie inside out yeah 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 the emotions Mm -hmm. i said good that's a good one babe because you know what i thought of that too (laughs) <laughs> anger. You know, anger, yeah. Okay. Because he's got like the fire on yeah, top of his yeah. head. Um, yeah. I see it. I see your dreads looking you know, nice I... and tight and all did up. You know, I had to. I had to. Hair's growing. It's Needed, growing. You know, polish polish it up for 2019. Mm-hmm. Need to feel good. Need to look good, feel good. That's right. That's that's all 2019 is I about know. right now, you yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. I feel like I've missed like a year. It feels like it feels it's been like, more yeah. than two weeks. For I miss too much. I miss y'all. I miss the listeners. I miss our our team base. I miss Danny Boy. I also enjoyed listening to Alisi up on here, and then I even enjoy listening to you all by your damn self. <laughs> courage. Oh my gosh, that took courage a lot of courage, to win. Yo. Shout out to Tom too. I bet you Tom missed hey, you. Tom really missed hey, you. Hey Tom, you miss our shout outs too. <laughs> shout out to Tom. It's a 2019 shout out for Tom. Oh, <laughs> Tom been holding it down. Shout out, nice. Um, but I think yeah, your presence has definitely been missed. Um, definitely have uh, felt the void without mm. you being here, especially last week. You know when I yeah. was like, we were communicating, and we were just gonna call it a bye, and I was yeah. like, you know what? Let's just push some out. I'm gonna just take yeah. my ass over there, you know. If 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 you give me your blessing, right? And we just we're gonna try it out. Look at you. We're just you know you. doing a solo bolo. Look at Danny boy. It's like nah, you know. It's, hopefully he'll do the same if I gotta miss something. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. I'll find somebody <laughs> to come in here. <laughs> right, right. But that really was um, that was big. I think that was big for me because I've always kind of well known just. The 2018 Danny Boys would be like, man, I'm going to go get some winner. Like, I don't want to do it by myself. And this this whole new, like, I'm going to step out and do it. Just fuck it. I was like, do you, Danny Boy? <laughs> hey, I at least you need to start coming here every week. Oh, I know. I was she so. over here playing seats. For real, for real. She I know. is. Yeah, like, that was a really great episode. And the only that thing was, that was yeah. missing was you. I know. Please I know. bring her back. Yeah. Yeah, she, Alicia, I know she really had a good time. Um, doing this and you know even for her it took a lot of courage right yeah um but man we we was just like chopping it up i know because y- your bruh was long I was <laughs> long like, as fuck huh? <laughs> poor thing by the end of the sh- episode she was like yeah i'm tired i can't talk anymore <laughs> Sheesh. 
Uh, it was one of our long ones, you yeah. know, it was about two hours, but it was <laughs> fruitful conversation, Very, you know, yeah. fruitful conversation. Yeah. Shout out to Alice. Shout out to Alice. Um, yeah, and then, you know, I'm, it's so good to have you back, partner, you for so real. For Thank real. you. Thank you. Welcome I home. It. Welcome home. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, bruh. <laughs> What is, oh man, you know, <laughs> let me take it, let me take a step back, let me take a step back. Hey, Ryan. Um, you know, something that we did on episode 20 when uh, Alicia came to be, um, to be a guest on For the Cultures is I asked her for a blessing. And then, so even the last episode, I thought, shoot, let me do, let me do a blessing yeah, to powerful. really ground myself because. Yeah. It was taking a lot for me to be here alone, and it was. Just, I was just thinking about like, dang, you know, that's something that we all we got to do. Yeah. Every episode because it's very cultural and oh, it's very sure. a part of who we are, you know, and also just for us to be grounded in this space and in this conversation. So, yeah. Bex, would you mind blessing us this episode, episode twenty two? Of course, of course, yeah. Thank you. No doubt. Ah, uh, okay, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for just our lives. We thank you for a heartbeat. We thank you for the air that we breathe, God. We pray that you be in the midst of us right now, and even for our listeners right now, that you just be in the midst of them. Just Right now, just cover them with your love, with your joy, and with your strength. We pray that you just... Do something new right now in this discussion. Prepare our hearts. Prepare our listeners' hearts. Just do something amazing as Danny Boy and I just begin to just talk and have discussions, Lord. We just pray for a great time. Let laughter come out of this. Let clarity come out of this. And even revelation for us all. Mm-hmm. We just pray for a blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And as we always do on For the Cultures, y'all know our lineup. We got our bruh segment, yep. and then we got our ICU segment, and then we're going to chop it up. And today, we're going to chop it up about a very <laughs> trending topic of discussion. Super a very trendy, yeah. Yeah, a very controversial uh, topic of conversation. Uh, we're going to talk about surviving the moikolo. Damn. I think this also comes from the conversation around surviving R. Kelly. And while we do, you know, while we're examining R. Kelly and even our relationship with R. Kelly and his music, yeah, you know, I think it's also bringing up a lot for, you know, a lot of people in terms of like surviving sexual abuse. Right. Yeah. Right. And even a lot of fingers pointed in different conversations about like, oh, y'all got to stop talking about R. Kelly and really look inside. Right. Look yeah. at your uncles and and all that stuff. So, yo, let's talk about it, right? Let's, let's talk, talk about, about surviving the moikolo. Like, let's just sum Have it up. Have these discussions. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, Samoan, the Samoan word, you know, for predator um, is uh, moikolo. Mm. Yeah. And for, for our listeners out there who are uh, fluent Samoan speaking, please, you know, tap in with us. Yes. And break it down for us because... That's all I know. <laughs> that's the that's that's best way we know it. That's the best way we yeah. know how to explain it is, you know, the essence of what Moikolo is. is, is It's predator, a predator yeah. of uh, sexual violence. So, yeah, y'all, we're going to get into it. Yeah. Bruh. 
<laughs> that was a deep one, a deep sigh. <laughs> but that deep sigh is just, I mean, I think it's more joyful. It's mm. a more joyful um, sigh than a negative sigh. That's what's up. Yeah. The This week, we started up, my niece and I, with yeah. um, our personal trainer. Okay. Uh huh. Shout Anybody out to. Anybody got a personal trainer? Shout out to Kiana Tofinga out there oh, doing yeah, big yeah. things. Nice. Um, and really, you know, I think it's associated with like having a personal trainer. You know, it's like, oh, you got some money and da da da. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is, is that Kiana is really passionate about decreasing, you know, diabetes in our community. She's really passionate about decreasing. Um, obesity in our community and really mm. uh, increasing our health, right? Mm. Our physical health. Um, and so she really is passionate about working with our community specifically. Um, and so, I mean, of course, you know, it's funny we, you know, get to talking and we got so many familial connections to, you know, the point where we find out like we're related, right? Like we, oh, got, of we, got, we got family. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it's like investing in, in Kiana means investing in our community, right? right? right and and yeah. the same investment that she's putting into me and my nieces is, is the same thing, right? And it's this it's this beautiful act of reciprocity where we're just mm. helping each other, right. you know, be be our best selves. Yes, yeah. You know, so it's been a struggle though cuz my body ain't been moving like that in a, right. like for a minute, right? Mm -hmm. I was telling Kiana that I really haven't like Worked out, worked out like this since I did the LA Marathon. Oh wow! <clears throat> I did the LA Marathon back in uh, 2016. Right. Yeah. And you know we were doing it for the organization I used to work for uh, to fundraise for the program that we used to lead, and you know just did a lot of training. We did it with a community of folks who were training. Mm. They helped us fundraise, and it was really a beautiful thing. Right. You know, and like. I tried to stick with it the whole the whole training. I fell off a little bit, picked back up. Okay. You know, but um, I completed the I completed the marathon, and uh, it was like one of the biggest things in my life that I never even wanted to do, but right. is very much something a part of me. Um, and yeah, I really haven't like been working out like that ever <laughs> since. Um, and so it's been a it's been a good struggle though, you know, like right, yeah. my legs been hurting. Mm. They've been um mm. they was on fire mm. this week. My been arms was on fire. Yep. You know what's funny too is I had this uh cause Kiana had us doing some stuff with the medicine ball. Yeah. And like afterwards that after after that session in the evening, my my palms started to hurt, right? Mm. Like really deep inside. And so I was like trying to Lomi it to massage it and work it out. Yeah. And I couldn't really get it, but I was able to finally fall asleep. And then so the next day, uh, it was still kind of cramped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember Siavash? Yes, yeah. Remember the homie yeah, Siavash? Yeah, Over at Ode? Shout out to Siavash. <laughs> What's <laughs> up, brother? So Siavash, um, I asked him if he could help, like, you know, if he could, like, uh, put his palm in mine and really work that kink out. Yeah, yeah. Bruh, got it out. Really? <laughs> For real, instantly. Dang. Instantly, too, he got it out. And um, it was just like, it just felt brand new. You oh, know wow. what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. This this week, you know, going through our first week together, uh, 
doing the physical fitness, the personal training. It's just been really good. Come on. It's been really good. Yeah, my body's needed it. And it's also good to see um, my niece, you know, like right, yeah. she don't want to play sports. She's an artist. Mm. And, we, you know, we really want to hone in on that. But I also want her to, you know, have the have the experience or the, the love for taking care of her physical right, uh, yeah. body, right? And yeah. Like, um, she's she's working, you know, Kiana's working with her and me, and we're doing things together, and it's also a great time for us to bond together. Right, and, yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. be on this journey together. Yep. Because not only is she able to do it with me, the training and everything, but she's also able to see Kiana. Yeah. You know, someone that looks like her who is who is doing, you know, is doing physical fitness. And, right. And also have that kind of relationship, you know, see an empowered woman um, leading right. the, the two of us yeah. doing this. And I, I, my hope is that it will do something for her in the future, you know, like, mm, like just to yeah. have, you know, like there's always talk in the community about folks not wanting to access resources, yep, folks not wanting to engage and participate or even, you know, in higher education or even education too, right? Like, right, yeah. like we don't see people who look like us. And so this is an opportunity for for my baby to see somebody who looks like her doing in a field that we not normally see. That, yeah, that we're not that normally like us. right, right. Even in that field, so so it's really just a, a win win. And I'm so excited That's to continue working with Kiana and and just be on this glow up this Come glow on. up journey that I'm on, yo. You yeah. know, so. it looks good. It looks good. I see it. I see it. I you see, see me? It. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> I see you through that microphone. You know, you see <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> oh man, bruh. What's happening, sis? I just feel like I've been gone for thirty years. <laughs> Real talk. You've I feel been like gone I've... for a minute, and now you're back with the jump off. But you know what? <laughs> In my time of being away mm-hmm. and just kind of really sitting with just, you know, life right. and the weight of the world that just kind of fell on me throughout the time of me being gone, mm-hmm. I realized a lot of things. I realized that, you know, just kind of at the end of 2018 into 2019, I was like, I don't want to repeat 2018 again oh, oh, cool. as a person. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, the shit I went through, I mean, if that if that repeats, if that spills over in 2019, let it spill over, but my reaction better be different. Word. My response better be different. You know, the way I look at it better be different. You know, I want to make sure that, that um, P. Diddy posted something like earlier this week. I think he said, you're, you, you're given two choices. You either evolve or repeat. Mm. And I want to evolve in every area. Absolutely. Shoot, I'll take one area. I mean, if I can just <laughs> evolve in one area, man, I will feel, I will, I, I want to feel that sense of accomplishment, you know? Yeah. I feel like 2018 really sucked the life out of me. Mm. <laughs> and it shouldn't have, but Come on. it did. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, this is something that, you know, I do all the time, you know, in the beginning, in their January, make these little false light goals. But this time in, it's I feel like it's different. I feel like my head is on right. You know, my life is in a better place now. And I just want to evolve in every area. And yes. in making that little personal commitment, I've I found myself being way more creative now, you know, because I love to... You know, I feel like I, Danny boy, you can attest to this. Like, once you get to a good a good headspace, you can lose yourself in the creative world, oh, in the creative yeah. in the creative realm of wanting <clears throat> to create content. <clears throat> excuse me, 
to create just, you know, certain visuals, to create, like, businesses, to create whatever. I feel like this uh, these last few weeks have been a really good time for me to create mm-hmm. or to, to, spend, to get that creative wheel turning. And I've been really happy, you know, because I'm like, sheesh. You know, these are, like, some ideas that I'm like, why did I sit on that? You know, just imagine what could have, what would have or could have possibly come out of that or came out of that, but... I'm ready for it this time, you know, like you again, listening to you and Alice the other <clears throat> two two episodes ago really woke up that courage in me. And yes. I'm like, man, I gotta take my stance with my bro and my sis. I was like, man, this is this ain't just for them. We are literally going to take our stand and position ourselves as courageous beings and take yes. our place. You know, it's just something I'm excited for for twenty nineteen, you know, and mm-hmm. I just wanna be courageous in every area you know even in the areas that i'm probably the most afraid of you know i want to take courage in that whatever the results may be i want to take courage so yeah that's courage is be. the word yeah courage that's is the word because you had the courage to do it yes i love it come on i love it i've been i've been really juiced you know to, again and i can't wait with you to meet with you because you and i i feel like we got a lot of things coming gonna, y'all some, some crazy shit's about to come out for 2019 yeah. you know especially if danny boy and i put our heads together and just really just go go to town with our visionary minds Absolutely. so i'm excited to really tap in there but yeah 2019, we want to. I want to do something special for you know our FTQ, you know, listeners. You know, we should do something special, Danny Boy, huh? We're gonna do a lot of special. We're gonna things. do a lot. There you We're go. We're gonna do a lot We're of special do a lot things. Of special things. So tune in, man. Jump in the 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 courage uh, boat. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jump and in, sail with man. us. Sail with us. Don't be afraid, <laughs> man. This is the time. Because there's gonna be many sail moments. Many. There will be many Selah moments where you <laughs> sit and reflect and pause on the great things that have happened up until then or up until now. So Word. I'm excited to venture off in this journey of that I call courage. And it's exciting. Word. Yeah. I love it. You know, Bex, I think even what you were saying about 2018, you know, being what it was and you being able to sit back and have your Selah moments, right? right? Yeah. And reflect and think about what it, you know, could have, would have, should have been. Right, right. Right, like I think we had to go through those things to be able to Shit. be where we at right now. That's right. To be like, yo, you know what? What, That's what, what real. the fuck we doing right now right. is we prioritizing joy. Yes. Okay, we're going to prioritize joy. Yes. Let me tell you why. Go right? on. Because I feel like you preach you right now. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Bishop. Well. Come on, Bishop. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm going to just say, just really quickly, Um, you know, last year. Yeah. A lot of our episodes, you know, yeah, I was really you know, down, you know, down because of all the deaths. It was a roller coaster, yeah. You know, so many deaths in my family and so many deaths that so many of us have experienced right, last year, yeah. right? We're like, um, you, I, I really let the, the yeah. pain and the sorrow take hold, right? And yeah. not only dealing with the deaths of so many people, but also thinking about my insecurities, right. thinking about myself, uh, how I see myself, um... And how I love myself or right, lack thereof, right, right? Yeah. Really thinking about that and how just all of that over, like, took over my my joy. Right. Right? It really stole my joy. Not stole my joy, but it just took over. Right. Um, and, and, like, coming into this year, it wasn't even, like, at the beginning of the year. It was coming into this year um, towards the end of December where I was like, you know what? I'm really, I really want to prioritize joy. Right. You know what I mean? I want to live. 
I want to be happy. And even in the face of sadness or even in the face of um, challenging times, right? Like I still want to be joyful in it. Right, yeah. For the simple fact of being able to move through it. Right. um, And overcome it, right? Yeah. And I think even prioritizing joy takes courage. Yes. You know what I mean? It's a form of resistance. It's an act of resistance. Yeah. To prioritize joy. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, even thinking about death, um, it was really just, it was really difficult because my uh, my sister's ex-husband, you yeah. know, was in an accident. Um, right. And unfortunately, you know, it wasn't, it didn't make it. And I had a relationship with, with, uh, with him. Right. You know, just because he was married to my sister and I, you know, I was, um, I helped watch their son when he was first born because they had different schedules, um, in with, you know, with working and everything. Right. And, you know, I, did, I, I just graduated high school and I wasn't doing nothing. So, you know, I was able to help, um, babysit my nephew mm. and, you know, just thinking about, <coughs> just thinking about him and his passing and how young he was, mm, you know, like right, I didn't yeah. want to, I didn't want to like believe it un- right. until it happened. And then, you, you know, you start seeing everybody's posts right. on social media and it's like, damn, you know, like there's no denying it now. Right. And just thinking about how he gifted, you know, not only his family, but our family as well with, you know, um, with our three, with the three boys, with his three sons, <clears throat> um, you know, I just really was in a place of sorrow, you right, know, at yeah. that moment. And really feeling for my nephews, too, right? right? Really feeling for my nephews who just mm. lost their, their dad, you know, yeah. so young. Right. And they're young themselves, right? you know? Um, and just, mm. like, not wanting, you know, like, not wanting that moment to really take over me. It right. was like I was able to have my moment uh, of grief, and, and I'm sure I'll have it again, you know, when his services come about, but... Mm. But uh, but like being able to have that moment and then still, yeah, uh, be able to prioritize like my own joy, right? right. And just with just life, right? right. And it's like, wow, trying to do those things simultaneously. You know, it's yeah. it's a struggle, but it can be done because yeah, we got to let ourselves feel what we feel. Absolutely. And then we also got <clears throat> to carry on, right? You know, so yeah, I, mean, I like that. Yeah, I just want to shout out my nephews real quick. My nephews, yes. Darian. Uh, my my nephew Jonah and the whole Lilita family. You know, I want to say my condolences. Um, and and uh, I'm thinking about you all right now, and just sending you love and light during this time of grief. <coughs> yeah, much alofa. Yes, that's real, man. I I honestly, that's another that's another thing. I'm sorry to kind of bring it back, but no, like no, no. 2019 needs to be just knowing the time to feel, you know, I feel like sadness, funerals, nobody wants to feel on funerals. Right. Nobody wants, but everyone can feel when, when the party is lit and fun, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, just, I, I want to make sure I feel every, every situation in life. Right. Feel every emotion. Yeah. And like you just said, after that, Let's move forward, you know. Let's proceed to life because life is still there, you know. But never sit in your in whatever is happening, but just feel the weight of the situation, and then 
come out of it. And then back to living life, yeah. picking up joy. Joy mm-hmm. is still there. It's just you just put it down for a minute and picked up sorrow, grief, right? and just kind of sat with that. And then after you were done, came out of it, picked up joy, now you're out, you know? And I'm so separated from the, the situation, right? Yes. And it's easier for me to say that than it is for, like, folks who are close, like my nephews, right? And and right. and the family of the deceased. And, and, you know, I think something to offer is that, what we what you just said, yeah, completely true, right? Like allow yourself to feel the emotion, right? And it may be not, you know, it may take longer than a day, yeah. You know, it may <clears throat> be a few days, absolutely. Um, but just allow yourself to feel it, yeah. And also find, also be able to move and navigate to find healing, right? And to get to that point of where like you're trying to take care of those emotions and not really uh, shut them off or, or bottle them up. Right. Right. But you're taking active steps to, to work towards joy, to work Mm -hmm. towards healing, to work towards courage, because it's going to take all of that and so much more, a lot of support, you know, to, to heal. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. yes, you know, it's, It's the circle of life. It is a circle of life. Real talk. Yeah. Not to gloss over not to gloss over it, you know, but right. just it, it's all of those things. It's yeah. all of those things. Yeah. So um I'm excited to give my shout out for my ICU. Word. <laughs> yes, we're gonna step into the ICU. Yes. So my ICU goes to this um young man. His name is Alex Niwatoa. There, did I say that right, Danny Boy? Yeah, Niwatoa. Niwatoa. He is from the East Bay. He's a certified personal trainer. He recently launched his own training brand called Toa Strength. Hey. The purpose of Toa Strength is to empower others with warrior, which is Toa Strength, through health and fitness, and to be able to better serve their communities and loved ones. Isn't that pretty bomb? Look at our people. Look at our people. Huh. Brown excellence. <laughs> Man, yeah, I want to give a shout out to Toa. Just rec- I think a week ago he posted that he had a few um a few windows of, you know, free workouts, 30-minute workouts. Mm. And I uh, you know, kind of hit up in the hit, slid in his DM. Not in a nasty way, but just kind of slid in his DM. <laughs> and I was like, "Man, can I take that 9:30 slot?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, come through." And you know, this, Unfortunately, things happened, and I wasn't able to make it. Mm. But I was able to kind of, you know, kind of bridge that gap to where I was. Got to talk to him, got to get to know just a little bit about Toa Strength, and um, yeah, I was just like, you know, we were just chopping it up, and I was just like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. this is amazing. This is something that our people needs, and he's literally out to, you know, um, to help out the Pacific Island community and I thought that was just special and yeah so if you're out there in the East Bay area I know he's he's pretty much um flexible you know from east from Fremont to Hayward and Oakland but if you're out in the East Bay area and you need a personal trainer hit up to strength I believe that's his name on Instagram as well Alex you are an amazing individual and we just want to say I see you yay <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, shoot, let me hop into my ICU right yes. quick. Uh, my ICU goes out to a Chamorro sister who okay. is out there in Long Beach. Um, she's actually 
half Chamorro, half Puerto Rican. Okay, Puerto I'm, s- <laughs> I'm speaking about none other than Stevie Marino, mm. and it's Stevie like Wonder. Okay. Yeah, because I, I always, always love that. she When she introduced herself, she said, my name is Stevie, like Stevie Wonder, oh. or Stevie Like Wonder. I like Stevie Like Wonder. Yeah, Stevie's a really dope community organizer. She's an activist. She's a leader. Love it. But one of the biggest things that I really love about Stevie is that she is a doula. Mm. Do you know what a doula is? No. Um, okay, I'm going to... Doula, D-U-L... D-O-U-L-A. Right. Um sound biblical? I believe it might be. Okay, I believe ahead. it might be. I'm, I'm going to uh, look it up right quick so I could give the official go definition. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Doula. Uh, but, yeah. Wait, hold up. She's out there from Long Beach, you said? Yeah, she's out there from Long Beach. Nice. She currently works um, as a community organizer for an organization um, called Epic, Empowering Pacific Islander Communities. Oh, okay. Yeah, she does a lot of the advocacy work there yeah. um, in organizing our the Pacific Islander community around civic engagement and, nice. advo- and advocacy. But But her, before that, and one of her biggest... One of her biggest hustles... Not hustle. I don't want to say it like that because maybe her biggest calling mm. um, is she's a doula. Doula. A woman, typically without formal obstetrics training, who is employed to provide guidance and support to a pregnant woman during labor. Also, a woman employed to provide guidance and support to the mother of a newborn baby. Mm. Yeah, so, and it's, I believe it's a lot of um, very natural birth. Mm-hmm. So, a doula is a woman. I know that um, Stevie has shared that, like, she helps women uh deliver their babies naturally at home. Oh. Um I think even uh in um what do they call that? Like water birth. Mm. Right? Where the, the baby is uh born right in the in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Like so um and actually I've chopped it up with Stevie while she was in town and she's down to come to the studio to talk about it a little bit more. So we're gonna work at coordinating that next time she's in town to get Stevie here. To chop it up with us, right. you know, for the cultures to talk about, come on, you know, her work as a doula. Um, because honestly, before meeting Stevie, I had no idea what a doula was, I had no idea that that existed in our community. I know, right? Um, and so I just wanted to shout out our Chamorro and uh, Porico sister, <laughs> Steven Marino. I want to say, I see you. Yee. Yo, yo, oh, man. I love our ICUs, you know? I know, right? It really empowers me to just hear about our people who doing big things, you know, doing doing what makes them happy, you know? And and just really fighting to make a change, you know? Right. You know, thinking about Alex, thinking about Stevie, even thinking about when I was talking about Kiana, you know? It's Mm, like our people are really out here just giving life, you know? Yeah, helping people's Making lives. A standard, setting a standard. Setting a standard. Take, setting the bar. Yep. You know, yeah. so all our That's peoples out there. You know, if y'all doing something that you really passionate about, and you really following your heart, there's so many, there's so much talent that we got in our community. Right. Yeah. So much resilience. Yeah. You know? Just yeah. shout out to all of y'all, man. Shout for out. real. Everybody, we want to say, 
We see y'all. We see y'all. And also, if you if you know anyone that you feel like, man, it'd be nice if uh, you know. Yeah. They recognized, you know, my cousin that does this, you know, no, they, they don't really get too much visibility. Please email us or hit us up on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook. and let us know. We want to recognize everyone, you Word. know, so if there's anyone, f- mom, cousin, brother, dad, uh, coworker, anybody you know, please hit us up at For the Cultures Q&S at gmail.com. We... Definitely want to recognize everyone. Word. Yeah. I also want to give a shout out. I know I get. I think I gave her a shout out a couple episodes ago. We still haven't had time to get into it, but yeah, just wanted to shout out Mystic Malu. Oh. Because Mystic Malu, yes. you know, emailed us, um, and it was and a, gave us clarity. Gave us so much clarity, you know, and it deserves uh, it deserves a segment where we're. We really chop it up about right. what she had to say. So we're going to get to it, but I hope you're listening out there, right. Mystic Malu, and we just want to say, you know, thank you very much for tapping in with us. Yeah. Um, to share with us and give us clarity, you know. Yeah. Um, I agree. We want to have conversations, you know, yeah. and, and if we're wrong or even if we don't agree, it's like, let's chop it up. Let's talk about yeah. it. You know, because we're not, we're not having conversations to be right. Right, yeah. We're having conversations to talk about it and have discussion. Yeah. And and you know, for enlightenment and understanding and right. knowledge. So Yeah. I I agree. Yeah. yeah, next week I feel like I want to um just elaborate a little bit about um Mystic Malu. She sent us and she emailed us and which was pretty awesome and I had asked her, I said, Do you mind if we share your email? You know, we wanna kinda I feel like you cleared things up with us, we wanna clear it on the air and just kinda give people Aside, you yeah, know, your and that side. We heard, yeah, your side. I mean, that you know, that email probably won't do it justice, but we want to just share. And she gave permission, she and gave blessing. permission. Yeah. Word. We're gonna talk, we're so gonna talk about topic. it. I feel like it'll be good for us to unpack and go, and go backwards of what we said because I remember saying some shit. I was like, okay, that was wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is what it is, right? I know, yeah. you know, I hate when people say that. Let me just say that's where we were, and and we have a better understanding now. Yeah, we we always got room to grow and for growth, you know. <laughs> so we we'll, we'll uh let's let's do that. We'll get next there. Week. We'll get there. Stay tuned, yeah, y'all. Stay me. tuned. But we're going to step into our chop it up section right now <laughs> to really have this courageous conversation, you know, around surviving the Moicolo. Um really rooted in this, you know, docu-series that came out on Lifetime about surviving R. Kelly and just a lot of the discussion that you know we've seen online the discussions that we've had in person um you know we want to chop it up about it because while the while the topic is centered around R. Kelly and (laughs) and that whole bullshit you know what I mean it's like let's talk about that and, and let's also turn that mirror inward and like talk about how you know this exists in our community mm. you know and we know we all know about it you know we all have our experiences and right if it hasn't happened to us directly we know somebody right and we know somebody mm. and we even probably know the predator mm. we probably even know the probably even know the moicolo mm. you know and like you know there's a whole podcast that's focused and centered around you know, talking about sexual violence, mm. 
you know, towards women specifically, right? But just in general, right? The whole uh, Tapu podcast, you know, mm. it's it's supposed to it's like right, yeah, yeah, supposed to be uh, focused and centered in that, you know, talking about taboo topics. So, I mean, Bex, have you it's seen intense. have you seen the Surviving R. Kelly series? I I did see. I got to watch it um, a few days ago. It's intense. What came up for you in watching that? Because I mean, there's a lot. There was a lot because I myself can identify with a lot of the people that are kind of for R. Kelly because I used to admire that guy. You know, we grew up on his music. You know, you know, we just became a fan of him. We got to follow his life throughout the years and like. Even with the bad that came up, like that came upon him in early, no late nineties, two thousand. Like I don't even know why I overlooked that sex tape because I remember back in the day. I remember seeing that sex tape. Me too. Me too. It, you know, it's like I I don't know how that just passed passed me by and and I became a fan we of Ignition just, right after. Yeah, we just excused it. Uh, yeah, we just dismissed it and just moved on. That's and, where the term golden shower came from. I mean, I don't know if it came from there, but like after that video and everything like that, I remember oh, hearing wow. about... Is that, what, is that what it means? Golden shower. Yeah, it's like being pissed on. Oh my gosh. And you know, honestly, um, there's people out there who have those fetishes about, you know, like being urinated on as you know, like sexual, not uh, like a like a what they're interested in, right? Sexually, you know, like that's intense. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of mixed feelings. I mean, for the most part, I don't like R. Kelly. Period. <laughs> I definitely be. I got to become. I got to just become a. A nut. What do you call that? Uh. I unfanned myself. There you go. I yeah. just literally just got rid of R. Kelly music. Whether some of it came from, you know, wasn't, you know, because I know some of his music was inspired at a, when he was in a good place, but that still don't mean nothing. You know, it's still, you're still the person singing it, you know, so it just was, um, I don't know. It was very triggering for sure. And I'm glad you gave me a heads up <laughs> on that movie because or it was. Trigger warning. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you definitely. Nah, man, we got to give you, the listeners, some warning on this. This conversation may be trigger warning for y'all. Word. So, you know, feel free to pause, take a break, and then come back to this conversation. But, yeah. I think even with, like, the Aaliyah scandal, you know, right. like, we knew about it back then, or, like, there was suspicion around it back I know. then. But, like, so many people just glossed it over, right? Or, because or, or, or we admire over. this 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 artist we admire his music his you music know? and even like gosh just poor Aaliyah, you know just to think about i wonder if she was afraid you know all that shit but or she was what about the mom but what about the mom though Word. denying everything saying that you know like all these um allegations that were like the, the some of the, the girls that were giving the testimonies or the sharing their stories you know, they shed, shared some stuff about Aaliyah, how they caught Aaliyah sleeping with R. Kelly. I think it was on, on the, the tour bus. bus. Yeah. The tour bus. And the mom is denying it. Like, my, I know my daughter. I was with her the whole time. She didn't do that. What in the world? Like, who how much money? Who knows what's going on with the mama? Like, I heard R. Kelly didn't even give you all that much money to keep your mouths quiet. So it's like. Right. $100 right. or something like that. Some bullshit. How is that enough? But see, like, 
it's so it's so it it just makes like for me personally I'll speak about myself it makes me feel dumb because it's like mm. one of the dumb one one of the dumb ones out of so many cuz so many mm. of us you know overlooked it and so many didn't right like i um it was really interesting when we posed the question on our instagram story about like you know are mm. you do you plan on uh, you know, deleting your R. Kelly music or getting rid of it. Right, and yeah. just some of those responses, like, were just so... not. They were just sad. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> they though. were sad. I get it. You know, and I get it. Like, we, we definitely want to hear from folks. Even if we don't agree with it personally, it's like, you know, that's where people are at. But we definitely going to have a discussion about it, you know? Right, yeah. Um, How is it for you? Like for me, seeing the documentary, like instantly, I'm like, bro, I gotta stop. Mm. You know, cause I, I, I myself, and I talked about it on the last episode, was just like, damn, I got so many memories mm. with so many songs of R. Kelly's, and I personally love R. Kelly songs, especially like Step the name love. I mean, of course, like those, yeah. those like, ha- like those. Happy people, happy songs like those family songs. Yeah. But like, I like the nasty shit too. You know, I like know. the whole twelve play album, right? Bump and grind, like dang, that's what that came out when I was a kid. I had the nerve to be listening to that shit. But you know, bump and grind and that whole album. There's like twelve play. Right. There's the song on there, sex me. There's so many other um, songs too. You right. know, thereafter that like that are slappers. You know, yeah. And R. Kelly got a good voice and. Just to just to think about how we overlooked it and you know kept listening to his music to see the documentary and to see and hear the stories of the survivors. It's like yo, we're we've been duped. I know. You know, but also we've also been in denial and like we've sort of glossed over it just because this guy gave us great music. Yep. And so it was very uh, sickening for me. It was disgusting. Uh, and it made me think about just like damn that that is very familiar like that looks mm-hmm. that looks similar to the type of bullshit that, that be happening in the community you know right? but but i think what's even like more sickening is how it's you know like they refer to it in the documentary or maybe in conversation online but like refer to it as like a sex cult you know and like Oh. R. Kelly's going out there and he's preying on these young girls and then his team, you know, make, right. like creates opportunities for them to come to the studio and be lured in because R. Kelly's going to help them right. in their career. Yeah. And then they just get brainwashed and, and like put into this space of like doing things that, you know, they 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 think that if they do it, they'll advance their career or right, right. or doing it to protect their family because you know the, some of the families were on the right yeah documentary too and like ain't seen their daughter mm-hmm. uh fighting to get their daughter back and it's like how the fuck does this dude have such a hold on these people that they can't even go up in there or they can't even get in touch with their kids to get them back you know what i mean like that's some abduction type shit that's some manipulation type that's some manipulation type that's next shit. level manipulation like even the even the story of one of the young girls who you know was very feminine at one point mm. and then like you know made out to look like a boy yes. and referred to as R. Kelly's boy toy right you know what I mean it's like see that that, that, right mo- there. that motherfucker right there is perverted bro that 
that's some perversion type shit. You and you know, like there's so many, there's so much, so much shit that's like sexual with him. You know, like thinking about the, you know, the boy, the the boy toy, thinking about the urinating on the right. uh, young girl on the video. Yeah, you know, it's like, what, what, what else have these poor women? You know, because I think in the uh, documentary too, they right. allude to like these young women doing things and seeing things that they never never thought that they would be exposed to or ever think that they would do and they don't right. necessarily say what the shit is right yeah but you know it's got to be some it's got to be some bullshit oh yeah oh yeah absolutely so yeah to <clears> see <throat> all that that shit was like you know no question i gotta i gotta be smart and like delete the music not listen to him not just right. because of what he's done but because i no longer want to support him right yeah you know hashtag mute r kelly right yeah you know, really, really divest and pull out so that this fool is not able to do this type of bullshit. Um, and really also show that I I personally believe what these women are saying, you know. Right. And, and it's it's intense, you know. There, th- there are three things we kind of want to we uh, we want to tackle today. So hopefully we'll be able to kind of go over all three. If not, we'll just. Um, Find some time next week to We'll continue. put a pin in it. <laughs> yeah, but we, uh, we one, can talk about all this shit at Tana. Yeah, definitely. One, we want to know how predators have a bright background. That's that's one sign. Let's. I want to talk about that. How predators have a background. Do you kind of? I feel like you know it makes me think about the training that we were at. Remember yeah. uh, when we were cooking up these ideas for for the cultures, right? Yeah. We were at a training that was about how to work oh. with sex offenders. Right, yeah. And, like, honestly, I'm like, lock them motherfuckers up. What right. you mean work yeah, with them? Yeah, 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 Lock them up. Throw away the key. Shit, don't put them in the safe prison where they're not going to be, uh, yeah. you know, dealt with with the other inmates. Because, you know, there's a – I believe that there's something – there's, like, a different place that sex, sex offenders are uh, put into – Versus the, you know, just the regular yeah. uh, prison because shit, when sex offenders go to prison, like the regular prison, the inmates there, they don't play. They be going, they be trying to kill them motherfuckers, mm. you know what I mean? So, but when we were at that training, it made me think about like, damn, we really do have to think about the sex offender as human beings. Human beings. Right? Yeah. And it also makes me think about. One of the responses that we got in our uh, in our DMs, uh, uh. you know, attaining or uh, uh, referring to the conversation we were having about, you know, our uh, deleting R. Kelly's music, mm. and it really upset it. It upset me because here, let me see what she says. So she says, so this listener says, um, in lieu of our of the R. Kelly discussion. Those girls are victims. R. Kelly is a victim uh, and a, and an abuser. He was sexually molested by an older woman. However, another point is your sons and daughters will hear you bashing the abuser with no compassion and decide they will never tell you they are tempted to molest someone. They will just do it. And there will always be victims of sexual abuse if we never decide to help the abusers. Mm. There are many victims of abuse, which is not right. 
but there are also abusers who are, yes, in the wrong, but feel like they can't turn to anyone for help because the world is very judgmental. We need to help both the victims and the abusers. It's true. And there's more. And like, yeah, while it's true, it's like, no. <laughs> because, oh, man. because, you know, I, I to think about those who were, to think about those who are the abusers, right? Right. There's a lot of evidence that can prove that abusers who were, uh, were once abused, mm. right? And because they were abused you know, maybe when they were younger right. is the reasoning why they, they, uh, abuse someone else. Right. Yeah. And the cycle, the vicious yeah, cycle. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle. Right. And if that's the truth, right. If that's the truth about like, you know, bashing people who are abusers and them not coming forth, wouldn't they like, where, not wouldn't they have come forward, you know, when they were abused in the first place, but like, Where's that angle with like trying to find healing, right? Or trying to find, uh, trying to find justice, mm. right? After being abused in the first place, mm. you know, because I don't know. I don't agree. I don't agree with what, what this listener had to say because it's like bashing, bashing abusers and like having, you know, like having folks who might want to do that. Is not going to stop them from doing it anyway, because there's there's situations where it never gets talked about, right? And they do it anyway, <clears throat> right? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> but that's also probably me not wanting to see, not 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 having compassion for right. for the abuser because because I have zero I have zero empathy yeah. for for them. Yeah, I can understand that um, whoever uh, wrote that response to you because, I mean, I can I can actually have compassion for the abuser because it's just, you know, and it's like a really small little, you know, size of like a lint. Half a drop. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a I mean, y you can have compassion for the for your abuser, but justice still needs to be served. You know, at the end of the day, they uh -huh. still need. Uh -huh. to deal or, you know, be punished. So, you know, that's not a bad thing. Have compassion, understand that something happened to them and maybe they haven't dealt with it yet. But you still need to feel that sense of peace within yourself and watch, you know, justice be served by allowing them to go through whatever they need to, you know, get better. So yeah, I'm I must I can understand the compassion part because that just really kind of it does something within yourself really. The yeah. compassion, you know, it it definitely you know, it starts opening this whole energy of forgiveness mm. when you have compassion for the abuser. So, I mean, that is one way to look at it because that's it that, it it's powerful. That must take you like a lot of strength. Courage. Yeah, need courage for that. Shit, I mean, I don't even know if I have the courage to be able to. Maybe it's because I think that, you know, abusing right, abusing women sexually, or even abusing young men, men right, right, because a lot of men go un. 
uh, what is it called? What do you call that? Unreported. Yeah, unreported. About sexual violence. Right. And it's, you know, you would think it's usually just from men that, that young boys are sexually abused. But it's also, they're sexually abused by women as well. Right. And that's not something that's talked about. Right. Right. Like you are, you, you instantly think about like, oh, you know, like, like with this conversation, you know, about R. Kelly, a lot of people are talking shit on social media about like, yo, you know, I all this talk about R. Kelly. Y'all got to look at your uncles. Right. right? You got to look at. The pastor. The pastor. You got to look at your cousins. You got to look brothers. at. It's, it's it's brothers. It's all male men, figures. Yeah. And it's like, yo. What about the women? Women yeah. are sex offenders as well. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, just. Nobody is exempt. No one. <laughs> no one's exempt. I mean, even thinking about like, you know, there have been times where some aunties <laughs> like want to kiss you on the lips and it's like. Uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> Not today, Satan. Uh-uh. <laughs> Get the fuck yeah. out of here. But I, but I want to go back to this question, or not even this question, but just, you know, this little statement, how predators have a background. Right. You know, like, again, you mentioned, you know, or we mentioned R. Kelly had many, many signs. There were plenty of red flags that, okay, why are you trying to pull up out of high school, one? Right. <laughs> like, first of all, you dropped out of high school. Why are you trying to go pull up out of high school? Like show a literate ass. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but that that made no sense, you know. And again, R. Kelly, it was it was documented. He had a team that was well aware of this. Right. And they all kept silent. They were all in support of man, they were just all trying to get the bag themselves, you know? They were like, Man, you pay me, I'll, I'll do whatever. But that was a that was a red flag. His sign, his biggest sign was going to high schools, meeting young girls. Um, what are other other signs of like his predator nest? Uh, he was just preying among, among like. I mean, he had a type. They said. Yeah, the brother said <laughs> the brother that was locked up. Oh, excuse me. Said he had a type. Right. Young girls, young right. girls was his. That was his type. He preferred that. And even though his brother was like, there was nothing wrong with that. We all have types. And I was like, you see, that's why your ass is sitting in jail. <laughs> you sick motherfucker. <laughs> and, you know, but again, having compassion because, you know, the brothers were like the key players of helping us understand yeah. the whole, what R. Kelly and even what they went through. So we're grateful for their courage and just sharing, you know, something very vulnerable and deep. But at the end of the day, Man, these are, it, it was a cycle for, um, you know, they have patterns. You can't miss patterns. Throughout that whole show, that whole show, you we got to hear the same stories from multiple different women. And yet no one wanted to report anything because they were told from a guy. Again, even manipulation. That was one of R. Kelly's biggest tools. They were told by a guy who was manipulated them into believing whatever he said, and he controlled them. But also because they loved him. Yeah. You know, like some of the women said that they loved they loved him, and they didn't. They wanted to do whatever it took to be with him, or to show that they loved him, or right. like. Yeah, it, it it was they thought they loved him. Right. And I, you know, just touching on that, like. Predators have a history, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's 
it's often like yeah there are there there can be signs yeah maybe they went through abuse themselves growing up right but sometimes there are there are none of those, right. none of those things right yeah. some people just really have a sickness right yeah and a silent one a silent one yeah right to where they 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 like conjure up these ideas and they they fucking prey on people and and manipulation is used there. I mean, like, think about fucking, uh, what's his name? Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm. I, I think he was the, the man who was, you know, preying on young gay men, mm-hmm. luring them back to his house, and then he, like, killed them, chopped them up. Did he eat them? I think he did. I think he did. Yeah. Some of them he buried. You know, it's just like, it's very, it's like very, for lack of a better way to put it, it's very demonic, <laughs> right? Like. That's disgusting. There's a, that's some other type shit. And, and uh, that's an extreme level, right? Right. But there are all these abusers who, you, you can't see the signs. Manipulation is their biggest tool. Biggest tool. Their biggest tool. And it's like, how do we equip ourselves to not be duped by, you know, these predators, men or women? Right. Right? And it's hard because sometimes they're the, you know, they're the people who are closest to you. Right. Right? It could be family members. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people ain't lying when they say you need to look inward, right? Right. look at not only the men in the family, but also the women. Right. It's like, for real, you know? There's so many cases, especially in our right. community, as Pacific Islanders, yeah, of sexual abuse, right. sexual violence yep. that that goes unreported. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that folks just really bottle up and deal with. Yeah. And then it, it manifests its way in different ways where people... Folks become destructive, right. yeah. you know, drugs, alcohol, lashing out, you know, or reif- like continuing the cycle yeah, and re-offending or like offending Hi-yi-yi. sexually violent, you know, sexually violating folks. And God forbid if it was a, a stranger that sexually violated your son or daughter, you want justice, you want to lock his ass up, you want to do whatever. But if it's a family member... You want to keep that quiet. Right. But if a complete stranger, let's give him the worst punishment ever. Right. Let's lock him up. But let's if, cut his shit off. But if it's someone we admire and love and trust, shh. Yeah. Someone if we hold in high regard, right? Yeah. Like the Fifi Al. Yeah. Or, or somebody in a, a position of power. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it's like, you, you got to keep that quiet. Like, I'll talk to mm-hmm. him. I'll, I'll I'll deal with him. You know, we're sorry for what happened. You know, or sometimes we don't even get that talk. Right. Sometimes. Oh, fucking shit. <laughs> what? <sighs> just got a revelation I, right I now. Just, had, I, just because you know we're talking about like we know we know someone or we we know like what this looks like for you know for our family or for our community. It's like I know for a fact that even the the victims. Mm are fucking the ones that are accused of being of it being their fault. Yes. That they were sexually violated, that they were molested or raped. Right. Right? Yeah. It's their fault. Yeah. Because oh, you shouldn't be dressing like that. Yes. Oh, you shouldn't be walking around like that. Yep. No. The 
men, okay, we're going to speak about the men. Men should fucking have the training and the the restraint to not fucking act on those impulses right. if it's going to hurt or offend those who they're looking at. Yeah, absolutely. And that way you got to be able to have that discernment and be like, if that shit comes over, you're like, bruh, that's a little ass girl. That's my that's my niece. Right. That's my daughter. That's yeah. my granddaughter. You know, but motherfuckers ain't got no common sense. <laughs> like Can you hear me? Light bulb. Can, can can you hear me hitting my head right now on the microphone? Sheesh. Like they got no fucking brain, bro. Like uh, And that type of shit makes me like that, that's why I have zero zero tolerance for this shit. I know. I can't have forgiveness. I don't give a fuck if it happened to them. If it happened to them, they should work extra hard to not do the same fucking thing. Yep. Yep. It is in no way, shape, or form the victim's fault. Absolutely. It is no way, shape, or form the parent's fault. Okay, let me take a step back. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Because, you know, some of them people, oh, like in the like thinking about the R. Kelly video, right? Like right. thinking about what the dad said in the video, right? About like, mm. you know, they heard about things happening with R. Kelly and they knew his they knew some history, but they didn't think anything of it, right? They thought they oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. would be able to have a grip on their daughter, um, being able to work with, with R. Kelly to, you know, for him to help advance her career. And Somehow, in the midst, they got you know away from the parents and were able to snatch up the girl, right? And they ain't seen her since, you know. And so, I I can't say that it's their fault that that happened, but like, you know, just thinking about parents' role, like I know for some Islander parents, they will not let the girls sleep any sleep over anywhere, anybody's house, even if it's like their own siblings. For the simple fact of trying to keep the young girls uh, safe, <clears throat> right, 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 because yeah. there are so many predators out there, right, especially you know the men, right, um, that you you just can't sleep over anybody's house, exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? And shit, even thinking about like I have, I have two nieces. Like I, I don't want them sleeping over anybody's house. I don't care Absolutely. who it is. Yep. You know what I mean? Because. You just, you can never know. Right. Somebody, you know, like, they're, especially when there's partying going on. I know. You know, in people's houses and shit like that. And, and everybody got their kids and shit over it. Like, I grew up around that. And even, like, with, you know, drinking with family members and the kids being around and, like, being able to, like, you know, have sleepover or whatever. Like, that's what we did. But shit, that's also where some of the, the shit you heard about. Right, yeah happen yep you know <clears throat> yeah that's yeah. okay we got to move on to the two others okay so that one that one will the come background. back we'll, that's the yeah. background <laughs> <laughs> that one's how predators have a background the other one number two why women stay okay that's donkey right there i was a little irritated hearing you know because i'm like listening to some of the women i'm like man that sucks. You know, like I was having empathy, just really feeling sorry for them. And then to hear on, you know, to, to hear them carry out in the next, um, the next series or the, what is a docu-series document? The next episode. Yeah. The next episode. They're still there. The wife still there. Right. What are you doing? And then even the other, I forgot her name, but she was the guest speaker for Red Table Talk. 
she was still there in the mm. midst of, you know, p- putting out this sex tape with R. Kelly. Right. You still remained. Right. How is that possible? The manipulation got real right there. You got to see the fruit of manipulation right. by the position of these women still staying exactly where they're at. That's what like, it is. You literally got to see, wow, that's the power of R. Kelly's manipulation. Because these women, although they were mistreated, although um, they were, um, you know, treated like animals, hardly fed, you know, put in a dark room, they still remained. Right. With a fucking, just a bucket to piss in? Had to knock on the door for permission to come out? Had to ask permission to eat? And then even even to know that, like, this motherfucker got hella other girls in the same situation, yet they still stayed. You know, like, manipulation, brainwash, fucking, like, just take, like, totally taking over their mind. Like, Mm -hmm. that's... That's mental warfare. And R. Kelly was winning. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's what I think was, or what I feel is the how they were manipulated is that he really had these women thinking that he was all they had. Right. He had such a powerful skill at convincing these women that they mattered and that apart from him, uh-huh. they can't, their life will be miserable. Like, he convinced them enough to be like, this is the best you have. You know, just hang in there a little bit longer. You'll see where our life can go. He convinced these women that they love him. Yeah. Like, love him. I know, man. And I feel like that's why they stayed is because they believed that they loved him. And also, they shared, you know, I think the wife was sharing that she hung in there because he was very, he shared a vulnerable side. He, He was like... You know, he put some walls down just really sharing that, you know, I can't read. I grew up, you know, this and that. I wasn't able, you know, bruh, cut it out. You know, illiterate motherfuckers. R. Kelly was being very vulnerable. And right there, the wife at the time, not now, but though, I I wish I don't, I'm sorry for not having her name, but if you see them, if if you've seen the docuseries, you would know who the wife is. She goes on saying, at that moment, she felt like, she had to stay to save him. Like she felt at that moment, she just wanted to help him. But that's such a fucking trick. That's a that's it's a, a trick on the outside. That's a in. smoke screen. That's right. a smoke screen. I mean, to use, I feel like him using that sense of vulnerability is a tactic. Right. A tactic for it's a skill. Her. It's a skill. It's it's like a tactic to make her stay, to make her have empathy for him, um, so that. So that he can keep a hold on her too, like he, he's acquiring these women. Yes, yeah. For his own sense selfish. of power, right? Yeah. His own selfish yes. sense of power. It's his ego. Yep. Right. Yep. Both egos. We yeah. don't talk. You know, his brain and the other brain. Right. Like. Yeah. It, it's such a it's such a fucking smokescreen. Yeah. And and maybe too she stayed too because don't they have kids together? Yeah, they have children. You know, I feel like that's what makes I women stay. Three. That's what makes women yeah. stay is that like feeling. Yeah, they got children. Kids. Uh, the emotional tie, right? Through man- manipulation, trying to save somebody. 
the savior complex is what kills you, bruh. Bruh. Like, 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 you got kids with this motherfucker. And this is for a lot of women too, right? Like, you got kids with these motherfuckers, but like, you also have to be a parent. Like, women have to be a parent to these men. Yes. You know, because they wasn't raised with the tools to be civil civil men, right? right? They're fucking... Uh, inundated with all of this like patriarchal type mm. of upbringing where you know like they're instilled with this toxic masculinity behavior yeah, yeah. of like they should always they're like at the head of the family right they're always right they're at the top tier of like life they're alpha males all this yes, shit yes yeah bro I can't stand toxic <laughs> masculinity I can't yeah. stand this shit one of the girls literally quoted he had a god complex <laughs> He literally felt like he was God. He c- control was his thing, and that's what kept again. The he knew what women needed. Vulnerable women needed was to feel loved. Was to you know he made sure he gave every young girl. I want to. I don't even want to say women. These young little girls. He gave them the attention they needed. You know he gave them the promise that they needed to hear. He just filled them with hope, knowing damn well. He only had one thing in mind, was to use them for his own selfish pleasure. Right. And and I also, I mean, and maybe wrapped in that sexual pleasure is for him to have control over them sexually. Yeah. Because I, that I, was I, a, that, addiction. That, that, it, yeah. Severe. Because I think even to, one of the ladies said that, um... R. Kelly said, oh, we got to work on your moaning skills. Oh, Oh, we got to work on like, you know, like saying, oh, you like that? You like that type of shit? I think it was one of the women who came forward, you know, and like uh, really brought this shit to light. Okay. Talking about like how she needed to work on her moaning skills and this and that. Really just trying to groom them to be what he wants them to be. It's sick. It is so sick. Two things I also want to point out that, you know, we haven't really... Uh, stated, right? We keep talking about like it's these women, it's these women, it's these victims. We have to be very specific, at, especially as viewers, right? And as people who value social justice, that yeah. these women, all these women, uh, were young black women. I know, young black women, right? And is there's so much conversation around this? Like, imagine if R. Kelly was doing this shit to little white. Girls, right? Young Immediate. white girls. Yep. Right? There'd be no way that this shit would have been glossed over from the gate, even thinking back to like Aaliyah and all the early 90s shit. Right, yeah. Right? And so much shit that was uncovered, right? Like, and and there's even conversation about like how we view, like nobody, like we don't care about black women. Right. Right? And that's why it's easy for, that's why it was easy for this to happen for so long. Right. Was because it was happening to young black girls, right? And I mean that <laughs> I don't see the lie. Yeah, I don't see the lie. Well, you know, we just gloss over it. Yeah. So women stay because of lies, being you know of of the lies of the manipulation, the false promises. I mean, basically, what it comes down to is that you know he go he prays over women that. Are like 
vulnerable, have or like have no sense of like identity, you know? That, that society don't care about. That society don't care about. Or also even women that are hungry to get into the the um you the know music the music industry. So But but I mean just that just that point though of like his target his targets were all young black women. Yeah. You know? And and maybe there was some truth behind that of like nobody's gonna care. They're just little black girls. Right. Right? Right. And it's gone on for this long. Yeah. You know, it's gone on for this long. And shout out to the women who did so much work over these, you know, over hella years to yeah. finally bring this shit to light and yeah. and put this shit out there. Yeah. And even shout out to no, I, I want to chime in on that. Yeah, shout out to the women who have been through this and who have over, who just are now in, living in a place of victory. You know, like, I don't want to take this mm. conversation on lightly because, you know, this again, this may be a triggering conversation because, I mean, I know so many women right. that have been in this situation. And I even, sad to say, I even know women who are still here. Mm. In this situation. And this is what, this is why we need to stand up and be vocal and be, just share our stories. Just like how all these women came together and compiled an amazing docuseries to share their stories. Because nobody will ever hear that you until you really come out and share it. And man, just have courage to step out and share it. Right. It's a it's this is a tough this is a tough one. I can see why and how this can be a tough one. You know, I just wanna I just wanna um thank you, Bex, because I think you you just gave a really powerful title to what this journey could look like, right? When you share when women share their stories, right? When men share their stories. Right. When victims of sexual victims, abuse yeah. share their stories is that you go from being a victim to being victorious. Yes. Because your stories can help other victims who are quiet or who are suffering in silence be able to be able to feel like they're not alone. Right. Right. And to be able to feel like there's healing or there's another way to cope with <clears throat> with dealing with a lot of the strife that comes with being a victim. Right. And what it takes to be victorious. You know, it takes a lot of courage and bravery to be so vulnerable to share our stories. Right. You know, because yeah. we know so many people, so many people who are suffering yeah. because of this. Yeah. Um, Just, in more ways than one, you know. And, yeah. and even to think about, you know, the predators. You know, th- like taking it, uh, like looking away from R. Kelly and looking inward, right? Looking at our community. Right. We know we hella know that this shit is real. Yeah. And that this shit has been happening for generations. Yeah. Right? That's why we're calling that's why we're calling this surviving the Moicolo because it's been happening. Mm-hmm. You know? And how do we get to a point of going from victim to to victor? To victor right? Yep. Because we have to heal. Have to. We have to, we have to find justice, <clears throat> and it all starts with having these courageous conversations yeah. 
it all starts with having the courage to be able to speak out and speak up. Yeah. Um, and it's not easy. You know, we're not, not we're not all. we're not saying like just just go up there to the mic and tell your story, right? Like there are ways in which you know, you you all, yeah. all of us right. can can share our story to begin the healing process. Yeah. You know, so uh, before we move on to the next thing, I just really want to encourage folks, if any of what we're talking about, anything that we're saying, um, you know, resonates with you, right. please tap in with us because both Bex and I can definitely get you connected yes. to resources and services that can help right. this journey. Definitely. Um, to be victors. Yeah. Of violence. <clears throat> so... Yeah, I think at the end of the day, what I've realized in this conversation is that, man, as women, even as men, as people, as human beings, we have to first know ourselves and love ourselves. You know, a yeah. lot of these women yeah. didn't have much, you know, when it comes to self-worth. Word. Because they literally sell, sold themselves cheap. What, a free trip to Chicago? I'm there. Right. You know, like, what? Free concert? I'm, I'm, I get to get in for free? I'm there. Are you going to help my career? I'm there. Yeah. You going to get me in the studio? I'm there. Right. It's like, you know, right. like, we got to, we have to know our worth, you know. I know when a, a superstar celebrity, you know, presents himself and presents a huge, huge deal, it's kind of hard to, you know, walk away from it. But when you have an understanding of your worth, when you have an understanding of your the the amount of love that you have for yourself, man, walk away. Walk away because you know how much you cost. So, yeah, again, we, we want to shout out all the women and even men, all the victims who have uh, been through this and stayed through the storm, stayed through a very chaotic relationship. Man, we, uh, we see you. Word. And we're glad that you are, if you are in a better place, we're glad you are. And if you're not, please reach out. Again, we ain't, we're not professionals, but we can definitely, um, you know, recommend great therapists, people, people, a, te a team prayer, a prayer group to come meet with you, whatever. Community spaces. Community spaces. Where we can have these conversations. I mean, the Danny boy and I are pretty cool to chill with too. Word. Reach out to us, you know, but again, we know these topics are very heavy. So, yeah. Oh, lastly, lastly, three, how he got away with it. Mm. And let's also say how she got away with it. Oh, yeah, how he <laughs> or she or they or got they. away with it. I mean, in, in, in all seriousness, was that question for, uh, like, R. Kelly, or are we just thinking about Moikolo in we general? We just think about Moikolo's in general. Right. Yeah, yeah, let's... I feel like, damn, you know, the... They get away with it because it goes unreported, mm. you know, because we we stay silent mm. and we, w even with the music, right? Like thinking back to R. Kelly, right? Like so much of that was able to happen because we just swept it under the rug, mm. you know, and we just <clears throat> glossed over it and didn't even pay it no mind. Like, oh, you know, we're going to, let's separate the the music from the individual, and it's like, nah, the individual made the music, you know, yeah. like we we just, especially it's hard because now looking back inward, right? Looking at home, these are people that we love, right? These are people that 
have a position or have a status in family and community right. in the church. Yeah. And to blow the whistle is to expose people and put us all in a in a predicament. Yeah. And so like motherfuckers is getting away with it because we stay silent. It's that unequal power dynamic. We're keeping quiet. Yeah, you know, um, I think Wendy Williams mentioned in the um, the docu series. She said that, um, you know, he, you, you can easily overlook something when you admire the person and you admire their work. With R. Kelly, the culture, we we all admired his work. We admired his music. We were a fan of his music, but. You know, we can never overlook that, you know. I think that's just something that we, I, I'm guilty of. I felt, I'm super guilty of that because I, I, I saw the sex tape. I remember all the Aaliyah rumors that I know to be true. Um, I just overlooked it. I don't know how it just kind of fell under the radar, but it just was something that I just was like, man, this is his music is just feel good music it's like i can't just overlook that either you know right right and we it was just a state of denial for the culture for people for me and i think that's the that's where we are sometimes at, and i'm speaking in the community because i've been in several churches where i've known the pastor has has done some pretty shady shit and i sat there right literally sat there didn't really understand it didn't really know why he's still standing there but i sat there I've been around even churches as well that had deacons rubbing you the wrong way when they come. You know, when the church goes around and shake hands and like during a, a song and they go meet and greet. Then you'll have that one uh, usher or, you know, one deacon that just comes and rubs your hand a little extra just to make sure that you felt that. Yeah. Rub, your, rub your back a little. In hopes of you responding or reacting to it so you can give, you know, that whole signal to them for them to meet you somewhere. No, that's... Those are donkey things. And again, you know, for a young girl in church, I was just in denial of it. Like, no, that wasn't real. That wasn't, that wasn't right. No, I know that. I felt that. But nope, nope, nope. It's not what you think. You know, we, 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 we get in denial mode when we, when we put high expectations on people. Right, when they have status. When we have status. When they have status. And you you're, just. You're taught to excuse it. Yep. Or you want to think the best of folks, and this and this doesn't even fall on a ch on church leaders. This this falls under family members. This Word. falls under just coworkers. It falls under anything. Word. But you know, denial is one of the biggest things that we're we're just so quick to say no. They have a family. Don't do this. You know, like he just had a baby. She has just got out of the hospital. Like she there's a lot going on with them. Like you know, just just. Shh quiet you know this will bring shame to the family because right. you know c c culturally you know how that's how we are you know you cannot bring the sh shame among our name our last name our family so it's like you gotta you just have to sometimes i mean you don't don't do this but <clears throat> when i was young i was taught to keep quiet right that shit never happened you rubbed me i felt it but that didn't happen in my head i was just in denial of it and that shit is makes me sick yeah. right now. Because I wish I had the guts to share it with somebody. But you know what's funny? What? It's because now, you know, obviously now that I'm older, I bump into some friends, some old church friends, some just friends, period. And we talk, we chop it up. And 
I, you know, our discussions tend to, you know, get deep and we we start talking about church. We start talking about things, and now all of a sudden these secrets come out. And right? I'm like, why didn't other we... other people felt it too? Huh? Yeah. It's like why didn't we address it then? Why didn't we tell our dad then? Why didn't we tell the pastor then? And it's like nope, just can denial will kill you. And it's like that's that's a that's a really tough that's a really tough thing to deal with, especially when folks are like, well, you know, this person has a family, and this person. Um, you know, is is has changed right. or whatever. It's like no, because it because it did it because things don't get reported early on. W- if it gets reported later, there's a lot more at stake. I'm telling you, but it's still important. You know, it's like it's so important to to still say something, right? <clears throat> because it's not fair that you have to suffer in silence. Right. I'm telling you this. If my daughter, if and when I have a daughter, or my son, if they ever tell me right now someone touched me the wrong way, on sight, right. I'm in the car. Right. I'm going, right. I don't need no more witnesses. You come next to me when I address, and it's on sight. Right. There's no more brushing it under the under the rug we can't. anymore. We can't. It's go. We can't do Believe that. Believe it right there. And, and there. we have to make room. We have to make it a normal thing to have conversation, or even to make our children, our young folks feel comfortable enough to share with us if that if that ever happens. Yeah. You know, from a young age we 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 teach our uh our nieces, we should do this with the boys too, but like right. we we teach them like okay, where where are where are people not supposed to touch you at? You know, and they point it out and this you know, just making sure that that they're aware because Sometimes you just don't even know when it happens to you, and it's like you know it's wrong, but but you but you're not saying anything, right? You you're kind of like stuck in that in that position or in that situation because it was never discussed or talked about right. amongst amongst like you and and your elders, right? And so like because we have a because we have the young folks now, it's like no. These are these are your private parts. These are where people are not supposed to touch you at, you know, um, and and just giving minimal things like that because there's there's levels to having these discussions with, right. with you know, with with them to understand, right? Like as they get older, you can you can explain more and more of right, why yeah. and why, but like, but like really just figuring out ways to have these open modes of communication so that. If something were to happen, they'll come to us. Right. Because remember in uh, the R. Kelly thing, the um, the bro- it happened to R. Kelly's younger brother. Yes, yeah. And R. Kelly wanted to tell, or not R. Kelly, the, the younger brother wanted to tell his mom, but he tested it out and, and told R. Kelly. Right. And when he told R. Kelly, he was like, nah, that didn't happen to you. So then the younger brother was like, well, shit, I ain't going to tell my mama because my brother didn't even believe me. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like... We really have to, we really have to make it okay for our young people to want to open up to us and be vulnerable. Absolutely, and we can go on with this discussion. I'm, you know, I'm sure we did. We tried our best to, you know, really. Uh, There's so much. Yeah, there's a lot. There's so much. You know, I mean, because like thinking about, you know, when reporting people, right? Like, how long do they have to suffer? Right. Right. Like, or or like how, how many times, could it have happened, 
um, without reporting to the point of when it is reported on. You know, right. like how yeah. many other victims could they have abused? Oh, and this is the other thing, just to make sure that we touch on before we get out of here, is that I hate how some cases have been brought to light in the community mm. and folks blame it on, oh, you know, they were drunk. Oh, that person, you know, it, it all happened when they were partying type shit. Like, this. It's, it's always blamed on, like, alcohol or substance abuse or not being in the right mind. Right. That don't make it okay. That doesn't. Uh, that not does not all. make it okay. If anything, you should not even be anywhere, you know, near anyone if that's, you know, if that's a, if that's how you get when you're drunk. Right, yeah. You know, that's why at some functions, like, you know, they make, like, when when folks are drinking or whatever, and if yeah. the kids are inside, hell no, you better go take your ass and pee over there. Exactly. Pee outside. You ain't going up in the house. I, not nah. at all. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, we could go on for days about this. But, you yeah. know, just thinking about, you know, like, at the end of the day, Surviving the Moicolo, it means, it means say, saying something. Yeah. It's going to take a community. Say something. It's going to take a, a group of people to come, you know, to really help each other out in, you know, stepping up and stepping, you know, stepping forward to share. You know, we're not, we're not saying do it in a messy way, you right. know, but... Just do your best to surround yourself around people that you know where you if you can if you can find it can be trusted and safe. And on that note, if there's any survivors that are listening, if there's any folks out there that this really resonates with, again, please feel free to tap in with Bex and yes. myself. Um if you're f- if you're feeling courageous enough, email us for the cultures, F O R T H E Q U L T U R E S at gmail.com and you can also tap in with us on social media uh, IG Twitter and Facebook Um, if you want to share any of your story with us please let us know and we can do our best to link you with services and resources and also if you want to just converse with us on this on this subject because I'm pretty sure there's a lot more to this conversation of what we're having so just want to give the opportunity out to y'all, our folks, our community, because it's for the culture, man. Yes. You know, we're doing this for the culture. <sighs> take a deep breath, Daddy Warren. That was huge. <sighs> oh, man. Everybody take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> Just pause. Just breathe. Yeah. A lot of mm. Selah moments, probably. So, Danny boy, how are you going to take care of yourself the rest of the week? I'm going to take care of myself this week by making sure I drink a lot of water. Mm. Yeah, it's so important to get a lot of water in. You know, there's some days where I don't get enough and I get really bad migraines. Right, yeah. And especially thinking about, you know, all the workouts that are going to be a regular thing in my life. You know, I want to make sure that I'm intaking a lot of H2O because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not drinking soda anymore. So, yeah, yeah, just drinking a lot of water. Nice. Yeah. How are you going to take care of yourself, Bex? Uh, I am going to work out more this week and just do a lot of creating. I want to do spend some time just creating, you know, 
create new content, Word. create new stuff for our people out there, connect with you, create. Just I feel like this this year is two words: courage and create. Come have on, the, have the courage to create. There, that should be the come on. The thing. So, yeah, that's I'll be with my pen and pad and. That's right. Trying to do my thing. There's power in the pen. Man, I, f- I feel that. When you put that pen to paper. I feel it. You feel me? I feel it. All right, y'all, man. It's been real today. It's been a real deal, Holyfield. But we hope you all recover well. Yes. Have an amazing week. Definitely take care of yourselves, y'all. We know we had a really, really raw conversation about yeah. a very sensitive topic, so... Definitely take care of yourselves. Surround yourselves with good people. Yeah. Talk about it. Chop it up. Man. No, we're not living in silence no more, y'all. Come yeah. on. And you know what? For those who want to take courage in sharing your story, we challenge you to share your story. And if you do, hashtag mute moikolo. Hey. Hashtag. If, you, if any of y'all just have been, you know, just kind of compelled to just say, man, I want to share my story. And you feel like you want to share it on social media. Hashtag mute Moikolo. Come on, let's, creative. Let's do this. Let's set, let's let's be courageous with each other. For support real. each other through that, and you know, let's let's really try to make a trend out there in social media, right? And sharing our stories, and you know, we don't know where this will go, but I feel like mute mute Moikolo. M O E K O L O. Yes. So. That should be interesting. That'll That's, be real interesting. That'll be That's, real, huh? Yeah. Look at, look at you coming up with shit look on the spot. Creative, just creating and stuff. No. But, uh, and not just not just to do it to be trendy, right? But right. to do it because, Take like courage. we said, like we said, right? We ain't living in silence no more. It's 2019. No, no not at all. Come on, y'all. We got to talk about it. We got to heal. Yeah. Right? We got to heal. So we love y'all. We love y'all. Have a good week. And we'll holla at y'all on Yay. the next episode. Peace, love, and happiness. And joy. Peace. What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture.